0: Let's talk about Medi-Cal. You have a choice, and Melina makes it easy. So let's talk about making your life easier, about extra help to manage your health. Nobody knows MediCal better than Melina. Visit meetmelinaca.com. Let's talk today. Tune in to the Bridging the Gap radio show, hosted by Pastor Hugh Harmon. Live every Sunday at 5 p.m., a Never Had It So Good Gospel 107 Be a part of this challenging but life-changing show discussing men versus males, educational issues, parenting tips, and learning how to be faithful in trying times. That's the Bridging the Gap radio show, hosted by Pastor Hugh Harmon, live every Sunday at 5 p.m. Call in and be a part of the show at 347-855-8867, a never-had-it-so-good-gospel 107. Remember positive communication is the key to success powered by never had it so good sports media network
1: this is the 15 minute lunch break with pastor hugh j harren here on never had it so good gospel 107 i trust and pray that these 15 minute lunch breaks have been an inspiration and an encouragement thus far and I hope that today's ju- does just the same. I want to talk today from the simple thought Lord, deliver me from fear. That topic again is Lord, deliver me from fear. I want to use as foundational text two portions of the Old Testament, Genesis chapter 3, and uh, the other portion is from Psalm 23. And in Genesis chapter three, I just want to lift up three verses in the New International Version and in Psalm 23, just one verse in the International Version. It says here in Genesis chapter three, beginning at the eighth verse in the New International Version, it says, then the man and his wife heard the sound of the Lord God as he was walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And they hid from the Lord God among the trees of the garden, but the Lord God called to the man, where are you? He answered, I heard you in the garden and I was afraid. Because I was naked, so I hid. The first account we hear is of a man and a woman. This man and the woman is the people, we, the, the ones we know as Adam and Eve. And they are afraid of an approaching God and decide to hide in fear. The second portion of scripture is Psalm 23. And the fourth verse in the NIV says it this way. This is a Psalm of David. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil for you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Genesis chapter three, verse eight through 10, it's a man and a woman that are hiding in fear of an approaching God. In Psalm 23 and verse four, it's of a man we know as David, the shepherd king, who is walking through the darkest of valleys in his life, but instead of being fearful and hiding, He is encouraged because God is with him. 365 times in Holy Writ, in various derivations, God repeats to his people, fear not. Fear is one of the enemy's most popular weapons. It is one of the most popular and to the adversary, it is a gift that keeps on giving. Fear is a shape changer in the human life. It disguises itself in a number of ways. Fear disguises itself as worry. Worry is a transitive verb that is actually a derivative of an old English word for choke or scramble. So when you worry, the old English thought was that you are literally choking or strangling yourself. Worry is one of those enigmatic experiences. We think it is purely psychological. We believe it is mostly below the surface indistinguishable, but we find out it's a verb. It's an action. You volunteer for worry. Another mask that fear wears is the mask of anxiety. It sounds more palatable. It is often wrongly associated with being intellectually cautious. It is apprehensive uneasiness or nervousness, usually over an impending or anticipated ill. It is active faith in failure. That's what anxiety is. It is active faith in failure. It is a racing heartbeat in preparation to receive a no. It is overcast eyes that are preparing for tears. It is an upset stomach that is prepared not to eat. Anxiety activates a physical response that deceives the mind into believing that what the body is expecting is real. Anxiety makes you see things that aren't there. It makes you hear voices that aren't speaking. It makes you come to resolutions that have no real root. And if we pay attention to everything going on around us, we will become victimized by these costumes that fear wears. The Bible tells us that there will be wars and rumors of wars, pestilence, and peril in diverse places. Uh, We hear of threats of nuclear disaster, warnings of terroristic plots, economic uncertainty, corporate power grabs, rising unemployment, and and cuts in social services. And all of these concerns are peppered with fear. Fear is the main ingredient. The nightly news has a profound way of reminding us that there's much to fear. Global Political issues may seem a mile away, but for us, financial fears are always at our doorsteps. Parents fear not being able to meet their family's basic needs. The poor fear having access to basic nutritional needs and some fear having a safe place to lay their heads. But Jesus, over all the noise and over all the fears, calmly continues in this same text of scripture where he declares that there will be peril and storms and trouble. And he says these words, these things have I spoken to you that in me, you may have peace in the world. You will have tribulation that is multiplied trouble, but be of good cheer for I have overcome the world. Fear is insidious, it is viral and internally incapacitating, but it can be overcome. Just recently, we heard the story of a young man named James Shaw Jr. He's a 20-year-old Nashville, Tennessee native who was thrusted into the limelight in the midst of a tragedy. And, he's, and his moment of fame came because in a situation where fear would have made the most sense, and where fear would have been considered being safe, he chose to act by faith. He chose to not be safe. Shaw saw that he said that he showed up to the restaurant with a friend after a night out and he walked into what he thought was just loud noise. To his surprise, it wasn't just crashing dishes, it was gunshots. Mr. Shaw said he looked back and saw the man he had just walked by dead at the door. He was grazed by a bullet, Mr. Shaw himself But in his words, it focused him rather than panicking him. He said, all I remember is that I got relaxed and I said, I've got to keep my eyes on the shooter. It doesn't matter how your fear measures up. You've got to run towards it. How do you overcome fear? It begins in you. You've got to brace yourself and you've got to know yourself. You've got to know what you're fighting with. You've got to know whose army you're on, and you've got to know who you have enlisted with. Who is this uncircumcised Philistine? That was the language that David, King David, used at the time. He was just shepherd boy David. He used that language when he was encountering a giant of a man called Goliath, a great warrior of the Philistines who had been threatening the armies of Israel. He was a giant. He was big. He was strong. He was physically imposing but he was not in covenant with the God of Israel. There is privileges attached to being in covenant with God. Now, Iliab, uh, David's older brother, heard when he spoke to the man, to the man, and to the man, and Iliab's anger was aroused against David. We find out these two things in this statement. You can't study the folk that are intimidated by your faith, and Iliab had been hated him. Some people hate. That you are anointed like that because they think it was their anointing to have. Fear is a part of our composition, but it ought not, ought not control our disposition. Overcoming the influence of fear and operating under the influence of faith. As a human being, your life is being influenced by something. You don't put a cake in the oven. You put some mixed up ingredients and a cake emerges. It's the same thing with fear. Fear doesn't just happen. Things come together in your life to create the emotion of fear in your response. In order to take control of fear, we have to understand fear. Fear is to be frightened, is to be afraid of, is to expect with alarm. It is to be apprehensive. It is to anticipate ill will. It keeps you from advancing and makes you put up walls. It is an unpleasant and often strong emotion caused by an awareness of danger. It is anxious concern. Its strength is enigmatic. It is dynamic. It is fuel. It is like energy. It is neither created or destroyed. It is just transferred. Fear is powerful because it triggers a dual response in the human body, a biochemical response, which is involuntary, and a emotional response, which is voluntary. According to the American Psychological Association, fear is a powerful but primitive human emotion. It alerts us to the presence of danger and was critical to keeping our ancestors alive. Fear can actually be divided into two stages, biochemical and emotional. The biochemical response is universal, while the emotional response is highly individual. What will fear cause us to do? When you understand the effect of fear, you will more readily recognize it. And fear is not in your spirit. It is in your flesh. It will cause us, first of all, to buckle and settle for less than God's best. Fear will cause us to disobey God after diluting our trust in him. Fear will cause us to be robbed of our peace and our joy. Fear will cause us to develop irrational responses to things that are not actually real. If fear is strong in you, then at that moment, faith is weakened. How do we disarm the power of fear? As I close, first, you got to control your response. Fear thrives in reaction. Reaction is simply a repeated action. But fear dies when you learn how to respond. You can control your emotions. John 16 and 33 says, In the world you shall have tribulation and distress and suffering, but be courageous. Be confident. Be undaunted. Be filled with joy. For I have overcome the world. You may have trouble, but trouble does not have to have You. Fear is rooted in a lack of faith. A lack of faith is connected to a certain level of distrust in God or an ignorance of God's intent. Know this. God's intent is good. All things work together for the good of them that the Lord has called according to his purpose. It is also based on wrong assumptions. It's too late. For God's help, that's what we think. I've messed up too much, that's what we think. I can't be forgiven for what I did. God actually commands us not to fear or worry. He does it several times because God knows that the enemy uses fear to decrease our hope and limit our victories. This is the 15-minute lunch break with Pastor Hugh J. Harmon here and never had a so good gospel 107. And I want to leave you with this. Fear can be uncomfortable and crippling, but is actually a necessary part of your armor. Being fearless doesn't mean eliminating fear. Being fearless means knowing how to leverage it. Be blessed. And until next time, feed your faith and starve your fears.
0: Tune in to the Bridging the Gap radio show, hosted by Pastor Hugh Harmon, live every Sunday at 5 p.m., on Never Had It So Good Gospel 107. Be a part of this challenging but life-changing show, discussing men versus males, educational issues, parenting tips, and learning how to be faithful in trying times. That's the Bridging the Gap radio show, hosted by Pastor Hugh Harmon, live every Sunday at 5 p.m. Call in and be a part of the show at 347-855-8867. on Never Had It So Good Gospel 107. Remember, positive communication is the key to success. Powered by Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network.